Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So the Chicago Bears are going to be moving on from Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson or whenever the league year is. And I know there's certain dates where this becomes official official. But for right now, we know that Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson will not be members of the Chicago Bears. And we did this. We did the thing that we love to do whenever, you know, news breaks with the Chicago Bears. Describe in one word how you feel. And I think a lot of us, we meant bittersweet. Like it is we love these players and it's unfortunate to see them go, but we understand the business of the NFL. The only thing that I would ask, and I've seen this in a couple of, and it's not everybody. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a rare occurrence, but you do see it where people just start talking shit on the guys who are leaving. I'm like, I've never understood this practice of not at least taking an opportunity or a moment to kind of salute the guys who have played for the Chicago Bears when they are leaving. Eddie Jackson, to me, was a player that I really liked coming out of Alabama. I loved him when he was a member of the Crimson Tide. Was tickled that we got him, enjoyed having him on the team. It kind of sucks. I, I understand how the NFL works and why he needs to leave, but it's still, it's disappointing. It's bitter. It's bittersweet. Cody Whitehair has been a player that has played very well for the Chicago Bears for a long time. And he deserves our deference and respect as he moves on, possibly to another team whatever he's going to do. So there's no need uh, to take pot shots or anything like that. Just have some respect. That's all I'm asking about. But anyways, we got a great show for you lined up here today. So Sammy, let's go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Uh, welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. So pleased to be joining you here today. Cynthia Freeland will be joining us here in a matter of moments. But a couple of things I just wanted to get out of the way. Number one, I hope that Sammy can give me sort of a uh, Alicia Keys kind of redo uh, on the way, I wasn't choking up. I was just like running out of breath. Um, but I'm still a little choked up that we are going to be missing uh, some of our guys. The Chicago Bears, of course, are on the clock. I will let you know right now, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more with our guest. The Chicago, but outside of the two teams that were in the Super Bowl, and I think part of it is because they are the number one pick in the draft, but the Chicago Bears were the topic of conversation in Las Vegas outside of perhaps Carrot Top. But even then, it was it was close. It, it was neck and neck. Uh, there's we've got some stadium developments coming on. I've got some thoughts on Tom Brady. I'll tack on to the end. But right now, I want to waste no time 
in bringing in one of our favorite guests, if not our favorite guests. I listen, I, I live my life ranking things. You know, when people ask me like, oh, I don't know how I can pick, but this is, that literally is my job is to help people decide between the two. So I'm just going to come out and say my favorite guest uh, is joining us here today. You know her from the NFL Network. She does a great job of uh, on, on the flagship NFL Fantasy Live. I think she's on some other show on Sunday morning as well. But please welcome to the, back to the show our friend Cynthia Freeland. Uh, who is here. here it is. You that are up. Uh, I mean, uh, let's, let's just address my this facial peel that I've got going on. It's <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, I can be your favorite guest with a peeling off face, but you know, like any good Midwesterner, when I was young, I used to fry myself in the yeah. sun. Every Chicagoan knows this. When you when when somehow it's May and it turns into sunny, you're like, bring on the baby oil and sun in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm paying the price for that in my old age. So it, it happens. <laughs> it, does, it does happen, but uh, it's great to see you. Uh, it, the only thing that I didn't really like about the Super Bowl is that we didn't get an opportunity to spend much time together given our busy schedules. We didn't get a chance to meet up with you on Radio Row. We did run into each other uh, as I picked up my credential on Saturday and ran into you uh, as I was heading down to wherever it was. I I was going to a brunch. We we had this brunch. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but we had a brunch at this place called Laveau at the Venetian or Palazzo. It was a club during the middle of the day. Like I wanted to go knock out some avocado toast is this a new trend with all you hip hip people? Like you have to have pumping music and yep. blackout lights. And is that the way we do brunch now? I, I get, I mean, it's Vegas. It's the Super Bowl. I feel like, you know, anything goes there. So I think you just found the party or maybe like because you were there, it was a party. I just need <laughs> to talk about your Instagram story with Carrot Top though, because oh. in all of our working time together on Fantasy Line, some of the funniest stuff you've ever said, which is, very hard to say, like very hard to talk because you, I mean, what is it like 30 seconds in you get me going and I just yes. can't stop laughing the whole show. So <laughs> your pose with Carrot Top, I, I like spit out my <laughs> coffee. I was laughing so, as a person with a peeling off face. What is going on with this hair? Like I have so many questions. I need, I need to know everything that we didn't hear on any sort of media platform between you and Carrot Top. You know, it's interesting because, as you know, if you watched NFL Fantasy Live this year, that anytime we started mentioning or promoting the Super Bowl, I was talking up Carrot Top. I am legitimately a fan of Carrot Top. I know that he gets, listen, I, I know you can laugh. I know you think, people still think it's a joke, but it's it's not, oh, it could not be more sincere. I really appreciate, I appreciate his work and I really do. And what was on the show is we had a really nice conversation. I think he was very appreciative uh, talking about how he continues to build his act. Like, it's not like if you go see Carrot Top, there's listen, there are some comedians. Hell, I even do this. There are some comedians you go, you're like, this guy's still doing these jokes. Like you have not changed your, but Carrot Top is always constantly striving to, uh, to move on and, you know, try to, um, you know, continue to write, you know, he writes all the time and you can see it. And so uh, we had a great conversation on comedy and things of that nature. So if you didn't check it out, please go back and check it out. Uh, but we did what you didn't see. That's was, what I wanted to because I heard what I, I mean, I saw that, but I want to know what I didn't because that's always the best part with you. I, I got into an, I got into an argument with Carrot Top. What? Over yeah, what? We, because he said it on the show and he was very gracious and he's doing his thing that he always loves to do. And he's like, hey, you know, um, you know, he's like, I'm a big fan. And I'm like, and I appreciate him saying that while we're on. 
Cause it's like, Oh, it makes me seem cool. And I'm like, Hey, I go, you didn't have to say that. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm a fan of yours. I'm like, Scott, his real name is Scott Thompson. I go, Scott, Todd, it's fine. Like the show, we're, we're not taping anymore. You can, but I appreciate you saying these. He's like, Adam, he's like, I really enjoy Like, he's like, you know, I love football. He's like, I love why I think you're funny. And he's like, I see you on my Instagram and like, we interact. Like I noted, like I, it's not a bit. You like slide I, into Carrot Top's DMs. No, I prompt. No, no, no. I've never DM'd him. No, no, no. Nothing like that. But I comment on his post because sometimes okay. it's very funny or yeah. it happened where you're like, cause he, he does, because he makes a lot of sports jokes. So we were talking about that. And then as he walked away, you know, and I, we see Sammy, obviously when you come in and obviously his, his father Anello who's with us, he was like, he was like, no, he's like legitimately scared. He did. He, he said before he came on that he was a fan because he has a lot of commitments. People are trying to get him. Like it, it looks like carrot tops trying to get on everybody's show, but you can't do everybody's show. So Anello went up to him and it was like, Hey, do you want to come do this podcast? And he's like, what is it? And he's like, for Adam, Rank. he's like, Oh, Adam, Rank, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. uh, they, they, they around the, so it was confirmed uh, that he was a fan and it was very flat. It's, it's very flattering. You know, it is, I'm sure you get this a lot too, is like people will walk up to you and Matt Hasselbeck came up and said, Hey, what's going on? And I, I couldn't, it, he's got a hat on. And so, and he's, and he's tall and it's like, well, yeah. Like, where do I know this guy from? And then he took it. I'm like, Oh, it's Matt Hasselbeck. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I'm just like, Oh, and I'm like, he's talking to me like he knows me. And I'm like, Oh, it's really cool. And he did a thing with our uh, Titans podcast. And by the way, all our kids who are out there, uh, I know that Clyde, and Jarrett and those guys who are out there uh, were doing a great job going around getting these interviews. So uh, there they are right there. Jarrett is, is he in the picture? No, wait, I, where is he? Somebody, oh yeah, he's right, he's right behind me. He's right behind me. He's in the black hat. So Jarrett was interviewing him and I uh, was talking about Hasselbeck. And when he was done, you know, I, I thanked him. I said, Hey, thanks for doing that. You know, he's, if, this means a lot to us and it means a lot to Jarrett. And it was cool to have like, have a conversation with him. He's like, Hey, he's like, by the way, he's like great stuff on the, on the show. And I'm like, Hey, how have you been doing, you know, and like just little chit chats like that. And so with, with carrot top and people like that, we did the only guy who was kind of like ready to bounce was in Joku. He did not want to, he didn't want to stick around for anything. He was like, Hey, uh, I'm out. Like I'll do this because I should do this. And there's too many cameras around, but, uh, I don't think that he's still, I still don't think he likes me much. I, I mean, I think it's part of the bit now. Maybe he's just like really fully committed. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's a better comedian than we know. Maybe. And I, cause I did get an opportunity to sit down with Akbar and I'm like, Akbar, I'm like, this is where I miss having you on the show is, uh, and there's our, our, our mutual friend, uh, Heather Pink, who works with us. So tiny. <laughs> she looks like she's, she's small, but she's like very tiny there. I love having Heather in this photo because then it kind of gives me a little bit more credibility back. Well, like Akbar's I'm not that, I'm not that small. No, like guys like David and Joku and Akbar and Cole Komet, huge individuals, like very tall. Like I'm, I'm posing with Orange Cassidy and Anthony Bowens of AEW, and it's funny because like I'm their size. I'm like, like not as muscular, but like I'm their size. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm the same size as these AEW guys, but a couple of the NFL guys. Uh, there's Cole Komet. Like Cole Komet is like very tall. You're it, like, you're like that's the thing, like scale wise like you're you're well like it's it's weird because you're a tall guy like Cole Komet's just a huge guy he's a like, monster huge 
TV is very confusing, you know, in that one uh, ad for that Sunday show, I'm the same size as Gerald McCoy. So, and somehow so is, so is Rich and so is Ian. Like we're all yeah. four of the same. Oh, you guys are all the same height, apparently. Yep, me and Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle. <laughs> How is your, um, we have, oh, we have the Njoku video. Oh, Can yeah, we roll yeah. that? Should we roll it? Video. Yes. That's all right. Okay, That's okay. Nice. Can we be good? I had you in a fantasy. I appreciate that. I just want you to respect the team. I got you. That was my mistake. Yeah, we're good. And I feel like. I have no hard feelings. It doesn't break. It makes it stronger, right? It doesn't break. Look at us. It's happened. Good luck to you. Nice, right? Was it hard to take him seriously wearing a fanny pack? <laughs> that's exactly what i wanted to lead with like i know he's you're very, i was glad to see it he's very well dressed but it's just like such a juxtaposition of like i mean he's wearing a fanny pack 100 yeah. percent. it's it's not an indiscriminate man bag or whatever it's no clothes. no no it's, it's a fanny pack and it, he can pull it off because who's gonna mess with him but and then like the rest of him is like immaculate the jewelry the whole yes. but then there's this this fanny pack it's an, it's incredible to be honest, it's to a to a normal human being like me, that would have looked like an Indiana Jones satchel. You know what I'm saying? Like the kind that Indiana Jones put those rocks in, the temples of the doom and the thing. Uh, that's what it would have looked like on me. It looked like a fanny pack on him. He's just too big. Um, but it was good, you know. We just he, you know, respect the team because I was too individual. I've I've actually got a thing in my locker when we did the scary starts on Halloween. My mm -hmm. candy bar was David and Joku. I just found that. So I got to post that at some point. Be like, hey, check this out as I'm it's so good. clearing out my locker. Like, but how is what's you up? You should eat it and you should eat it and be like, I'm respecting it. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't, I don't trust our producer. Like they haven't, I feel Fair. like this has been there for five years. That's actually very true. It's That's a, a crackle, which they haven't made in seven years or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to, the NFL's a little bit hurting for money because I, I walked into, and I'm, I always, no, no, no. I always, I always said I was never going to be this person that complains about stuff because I was on the bus going to the Super Bowl, and there was these two guys being like, Hey, and they were talking like, you know, I should have stayed in my room so I could see the flyover because it'd be coming right over here. The guy's like, yeah, you could just stay in your room for the whole game. I'm like, never be that person. Like, I'm sorry that somebody's paying you to go to the Super Bowl and you're upset. But at the same time, so I don't want to be that person. But at the same time, oh, the NFL, or if I don't know if it's the corporate bean counters at MGM Mirage who are like, hey, make sure that the people don't have water. Like, typically you go to a Super Bowl, there's a vending machine that has all the Pepsi products, which includes Aquafina, and uh, at your leisure. Nope, not this time. Like they would, they would make like you had to sign a release form. Like what is happening with the NFL? Like it, it was a, it was a struggle just to get pretzel sticks. Like come on, it's the suit. How much money? But you see, that's that's the one thing about Vegas is you get those corporate bean counters in there. Oh, if this would have been, uh, this would have been Bugsy Siegel, you know, running the place. Oh, we would have had crab legs, you know, for for lunch. But here, couldn't even get a water. But ultimately, uh, what did you think of Las Vegas as a uh, as a Super Bowl host? Overall, I liked it a lot. I think that 
you know, one Vegas is uniquely suited to handle this many people yeah. in because the gridlock that we experienced other Super Bowls, you know, even in LA, and that was like right coming off of COVID. So not as many people were on the road. Like, you know, you weren't spending an hour getting from place to place, which was really, that was very positive. We even walked home after the Super Bowl. I hate waiting for that, you know, Uber or whatever. like that's ridiculous. So we got to walk back. It was, it was lovely from that regard. But, you know, it's like, I don't know all of the weird, like, you know, I, I know some restaurants and stuff, but like, if, if you were to keep having it there, it would get even better because like the amount of time it took me to be like, where is restaurant X? And then it's like, oh, it's in the West side of this. You're like, first of all, which way is West? And second of all, what? Like, how am I? So Anyways, so it was, it was very well uniquely suited to be just like, absolutely like decadent, ridiculous. I will say that, you know, Vegas is more fun when you're not working than it yeah. is when you're working just because, you know, it's it, like, and for whatever reason, you know, this time in Vegas, like it was very like, I know it's cold in the winter. People sometimes forget that. But I I felt like, you know, I was outside a lot more than I would have expected. So but but I I, I liked Vegas a lot. I think they should that should be in the rotation 100 percent right up there with the New Orleans, which is next year. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's better than Arizona, way better than 100 percent. Yeah, 100%. Arizona was so spread out. You were spending forty-five yeah. minutes getting from like, just like, not even super far places. It's too much, too too crazy. Yeah. By the way, West is over there. I wish if you would have spent more time with it. I'm really good about directions, mm -hmm. and Vegas is a city that I know very well. So it wasn't difficult for me. And like you said, I don't know where you were staying. Were you staying in the Cosmo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. You were staying at the Cosmo. Yeah, you could walk from Allegiant Stadium. I walked from. Mandalay Bay to the Venetian every day. And I know a lot of yeah. people who are familiar with Las Vegas and be like, that's kind of a John. And I'm like, yeah, I ended up with close to like 20,000, 27,000 steps every day. Yeah. Uh, Cause I would prefer to do that. I, I would just rather walk anyways, Same. but Same. you can do that. And so I would say this, I would say uh, Phoenix and even like, I'm sorry for uh, LA. Like you guys are out. Like we don't need three West coast. No. So we need like, we need to, break this. I kind of like with Tampa Bay and Miami, like pick one of them. Can't have both pick one of them. So okay. make it a rotation, like a Midwest, do a Midwest, whether it's uh, Minneapolis, whether it's Indianapolis, Detroit, and then if Chicago will eventually get into the mix when we have an indoor stadium. Let's say you've got those, to have it for. So those four, like that, that's one of them. And then like Miami, New Orleans, and then Vegas. And I'm like, sorry, even San Francisco's out. Because San Francisco is a little bit easier to walk, but getting to the stadium's a chore. And then if like the fifth can be a wild card, maybe for some of these other cities, but like, no, nope. we've got our West Coast home now. It's Las Vegas. New Orleans yeah. is New Orleans, a Midwest city, and then Miami. That's it. Sorry, Tampa Bay. So you're out of it as well. Uh, we've done Ybor City. We don't need to go back. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was cool. And it was fun too to take people like, because our Sammy and them, they weren't sure when I took them to Batista's, they were not, they were not sure. And I was getting grilled the whole time. Like, is this going to be, I'm like, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, but it, it it's really good. Let me ask you about the game though. Were you surprised? Cause I, I flipped, I, there's too much time in between the game. Cause I started to feel the, the vibe of, of the 49ers, but then it turned out that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what it was expected to be. Are you shocked that the uh, the Kyle Shanahan kind of blew it again? I mean, the the 
this is an interesting one because I went back and watched the game. Being in the building, it felt shocking a little bit. I feel like, you know, you you can probably say this as well. Like when you saw that they only kicked a field goal in overtime, it was done. Like yeah. you just you just knew, right? But and you're just like, well, how are they gonna do it? Who's gonna be, you know, who's gonna catch the touchdown? Whoever it is, right? So yeah, but I also think like, I mean, to get to like, you've got to get to a bunch of Super Bowls if you're going to blow a bunch of Super Bowls, which is kind of like, like a a weird double-edged sword. Like obviously Steve Wilkes is no longer with the team, but you know, I, I thought that it was very, it was very interesting to me. Like, I just think they got Mahomes. Like I even rewatched the whole thing, like not in the stadium because you know, you did totally different energy. And when you're, it's not, I mean, neither team really played well. Like, there, it, well, this wasn't a world world beating performance on either side, you know. Like this was like key moments were decided in with key things, and some things happened, and the, the team that could overcome it actually ended up winning. So it was kind of it wasn't even the best game in the season, you know. Like it was just an interesting. So I mean, I'm I'm less like thinking Kyle Shanahan's like terrible at whatever, but he does have a he's track. Not, but yeah. No, like he does have a track record at end of games of or when he's leading, you know, it doesn't always go well for him. But I, I think that's that's something he can overcome if the team plays a little better, too. And it's one of those things, too, where you said you don't want to settle for a field goal. But at the same time, you can't not score points because you can't give them a thing like, well, if Harrison Bucker gets in within 60 yards, the game's over, which is why you don't take the ball first. But that's a story for another day. I I why? Well, I don't know. Cause I always seem to be on the wrong side of the math. Uh, was it mathematically, was it better to take the, the, the ball or is it better to be on the defense? Um, well, if you look at, there's not a lot of data, it's a new rule, obviously. So, you know, the, the thing that can like makes this one trickier than a regular, like a regular situation of overtime or whatever is the like the the clock doesn't then become remember on that second possession for yeah. or the first possession for the second team the clock stays totally out of it so that's why everyone's like oh my god the the, the Chiefs are gonna run out of time. no no it would have gone to the second they were just taking a break so yeah. people forget that because it's a it's a new rule so I think that you know I do understand giving your defense a little bit of a rest if you think that they're tired I. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't see very many other ways to not go second. Like if you were to say what's logic, like, but, but I do, I mean, if that's, if that was their decision and they communicated ahead of time, like that's their decision, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the best choice, but I don't know. Kyle Shannon was like, my defense is tired. I didn't want to get them off the field, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I was, I was like yelling at him while I was like, what are you doing? This is Patrick Mahomes gonna score a touchdown if you not seen the Buffalo Bills game. So exactly. I know. I was actually shocked because uh Anello had texted me and he's like, Why do they I go, no, 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 the, the 49ers must have lost the toss. Because it's hard to hear in the stadium. Oh, I was sorry. I was literally in the last row, by yeah. the way. I just found out, I just realized that yesterday. I'm like, oh yeah, I was up against a chain link fence at the top of the auxiliary press box. Like I was literally in the last row, but I was still in the game. Uh, in addition to that, obviously, you know, the Super Bowl revolves around the two teams that are there. I'm obviously very biased about this because I am a Bears fan, but it felt like the Chicago Bears were like the next biggest story outside of the Super Bowl. Did you get that sense as well? I did. Um, it was very interesting to see that people were like, 
strangely overly passionate about whatever their Justin Fields takes were like, just, but like, it's like as if they had never heard that potentially the bears will be drafting first. Like it was like, right. oh, like it, it was strange. It had this teeth that I was a little confused by, but people, people need to get their energy. However they get it's Vegas, baby. Got to keep your energy up. <laughs> it was really like, again, I think for a lot of these players or for a lot of these pundits, they were like, oh, this is my opportunity. And it was cool because, you know, I was there with the guys uh, or not there, but we weren't there together, but the CHGO crew was there with Adam, uh, Mark Harmon, of course, uh, our guy, Greg Braggs. We were uh, hanging out because we waited for, we already knew, like we knew that McMichael and Hester were in and we couldn't, and Peppers, we couldn't blow that, but we're sitting there. It's kind of, we're all waiting. Like we're sitting around watching honors, like, okay, get to this point um, and get it. And so it was cool. Like it, it made sense for a Chicago stations or Chicago representations in that aspect, but there really was, it felt like the biggest, the, uh, the biggest uh, non 49ers chiefs turnout was for the bears. And of course the big question is out Caleb Williams, Justin Fields. When you joined us before you said, you know, Justin Fields, keeping him makes a lot of sense. It's similar to what the lions did last year. It's similar to what the 49ers did to get to the super bowl as well. Was there anything that happened during Super Bowl week that leads you to believe that the Bears uh, or this has made you change your mind? Well, the weird Cliff Kingsbury thing of like, is he going to the Raiders? Nope, nope, nope. Just kidding. Now he's a commander who's picking number two. That just leads like down the path of because they work together at USC, work together, whatever. Because it was they, one season though. It's not like it's Lincoln Riley. It was, it was one yeah, season. Right. But it does kind of connect some dots like, Obviously, you can say like Antonio Pierce and Jaden Daniel have Daniels have that connection from Arizona State, whatever. So yeah, people always put together the like the the puzzle pieces. And I do think if Caleb Williams were there, that the commanders would I I can't imagine a scenario where they wouldn't take him. But it's I think because of that, it's created this urgency around, you know, well, why haven't we heard about what the Bears are really asking for? Like, and then this news comes out, it's like a historic call. Well, duh, they're all historic, whatever. So it's, it, you know, it's like, there's, there's all these storylines around the value that it should be or could be. And I do think that that Cliff Kingsbury story did kind of poke into that direction because I mean, well, first of all, you don't usually see a deal falling apart to become an OC one place and then you go somewhere else, right? Like that's rare. And then the Caleb Williams connection. So I, I think that that's what fueled it. But I, I still, I still think it's, you know, I put out a mock draft and people were so mad at me because they didn't read the top of the mock draft where it said, I'm not allowed to make any trades. So no. I didn't give Caleb Williams to the bears. And it was like a big, like people told me I should be fired. Well, this whole thing, like, and, um, and, uh, it's they didn't read the whole, you know, we're, we're tracking changes over time. And I do think that Joe all was left tackle, I think would be a really nice addition and trading, trading down would obviously to me be the optimal decision, but that's not the way my fake mock draft works people. So there we so go. You, so you had the bears taking Joe alt. Mm -hmm. So this is, and again, uh, to let everybody know, everybody's got their own parameters when they're right. doing mock drafts. And so nobody is saying that Joe Alt is going to be the first overall pick in the draft. What if, but like somebody is trading up. If the, okay, if the bears do not have decided they're going to stick with Justin Fields, there is no way that they use 
the number one pick on Joe Alt or Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, They're right. definitely trading out. They trade down with whoever wants to come. Like, maybe maybe this is Ryan Poles being just like the best negotiator ever and making us all think he wants Caleb Williams and then trading the absolute farm to go down to like seven. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? So, you know, it's it's one of those things where we got to let it play out a little bit. The whole point of the, the premise of my mock was to say, who would add the most value to each particular team given who's available and what we know about free agency at this moment? No, there's been no trade. There's been no, you know, we don't, we don't have any information. So tracking it over time is what's interesting. If you could trade down even a little bit and get a left tackle and keep Justin Field, that's actually very valuable. And then you could, I think I, I had them also getting, I can't remember which wide receiver might've been Marvin or whatever. So I, I had, a, I had a lot of like the overall haul was good and people just don't read the top. I get it. No, no, people just want to get upset and they want to, they want to click okay. in and they see Joe Alt, And then, you know, if, if you are able to discern and have a little bit of, um, you know, forethought, who did you have getting? So you had Caleb going to Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I had so Caleb, one. Yeah, I had, let's see, I'll tell you. I had Caleb going to Washington and then, hold on, I'm going to tell you who else I had for the Bears. Because you know what? We have the answer right here. Um, Oh, sorry, Malik Neighbors at nine. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So Joe yeah. Alt and Malik yeah. Neighbors going to the Bears this season would be amazing. Like that's, because you would kick Braxton Jones. I don't know if you, because I don't know if that means you have to move Tevin Jenkins again. Uh, which you probably don't want to do, but I mean, like he's been moving all over the place anyways. But... My stuff doesn't love Tevin Jenkins too much. It's too unreliable. It's not, not, it's not necessarily his, my, like I'd spend a lot of time on O-linemen. Um, yeah. The opportunity cost of not getting a potential premier left tackle in favor of weird switching stuff, the, the opportunity cost, like you'd miss out too much, right? Like it's way better for you to get a guy who's like, you know, Joe Thomas, the equivalent of that. Um, for your for your franchise, yeah, and we still like Darnell Wright, and we saw it last year. Speaking of Darnell Wright, like thing, it's a it's a opportunity cost. Well, he's he's yeah, Darnell Wright's on the right side anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, it would be Braxton Jones who'd be moving around, and you we'd figure it out. And he's at the cool thing about Braxton Jones is he's athletic enough. Like he already kind of plays like a guard anyways, because they can pull with him and do all sorts yeah. of things. So it wouldn't be a wouldn't be a huge ask. I know when Carmen Vitale joins us, she's always like, keep them in their spots. It's not like playing Madden and we understand that, but they're also professional NFL players. Uh, they, well, they- there's also a difference between doing it mid season and going into the season with a plan. That's yeah. If this is your plan, this is what role you're playing. I mean, and we know that, I mean, what's there's going to be some changes. The, the, the structure of the offense is going to change. So, perhaps the thing that that anyone would be asked to do Braxton Jones would be asked to do would be better served as I don't know like we we don't there's a lot of unknowns right it's this is the the best available and again premier left tackle and right tackle are very important but left tackle specifically especially I mean the Bears gave up the most pressures last year they it's to the quarterback position no matter who was starting so that it fix it you know like yeah. makes it a lot easier for any quarterback yeah, it's getting better, but at the same time, there's you, it's not a position to ignore. And again, to your point, and it just shows in this mock draft, we love Marvin Harrison Jr. And, that, and that's one of the biggest prizes. But at the same time, you know, you can still get Malik Neighbors 
or Roma Dunze or anybody. There's a couple of guys out there who will be available in the draft. You can address that position still, and they will address it at some point. And it doesn't have to be the first overall pick or whatever they do when they trade down. And again, like I remember last season that it was the Packers fans who were saying this. You'd be like, oh, watch. Like, I'm going to laugh for it. It wasn't Nagler, but it was one of the other. It wasn't Nagler. It wasn't Grazi. And it wasn't uh, Annie. Uh, we we found a fourth one too. I forgot who our fourth. We have four. We, there's now four good Packer fans, and I can't remember the fourth now. I have to go through all our lists. Um, but it's funny because they're like, "Oh, watch the Bears have to stick at one, and nobody, tr- no, nobody's going to want to trade up." And you're like, "Uh, yeah, actually, the Carolina Panthers gave up an S ton to come get Bryce Young. Imagine what it's going to take for Caleb Williams, who is considered a much better prospect than Bryce Young was, and even moving down to number two. You know, we saw last year when the Bears, not needlessly, but they could have just taken Darnell Wright with their pick. Instead, they made the Eagles jump up. And even though it was a fourth-round pick, like that's the kind of mastery, that's the kind of like Jedi mind trick that Ryan Poles does to these other GMs. And it's like, you can make a team like Washington who will be like, well, we can end up with Drake May. It's like, yeah, but you know you really want Caleb Williams, so you need to pay a price for it. And then it could be like multiple trade downs. Is there a possibility, let's say, that, you know, they trade with Washington. We get a couple of first-round picks, whatever it is. And then some other team that wants Drake May, and I think in this instance, like the Raiders make a lot of sense, them moving up and getting an even bigger historic haul. It's depending on how they play it, absolutely. I think the Raiders are absolutely the wild card in this entire first round because, number one, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo – PEDs, whatever, two-game suspension, expected to release him. They're not starting with Aiden O'Connell. They're not. No, Sorry. Not like, like, and I'm not an anti-Aiden O'Connell. This is not like – I'm not being mean to him. It's that, – that, that ain't it. They, they didn't do all of this to then not address the quarterback position. So Tom Telesco was brought in to be that veteran presence there. We know he – you know, he's credited with Justin Herbert being a charger. However, that all goes down, whatever. But the Raiders, I believe, I mean, Mark Davis asked during the interview process of the GM candidates, how do we trade up to get our guy? And even if they don't want, even if they don't necessarily want Drake May, they could want Jaden Daniels. Uh, Jaden Daniels would make the most sense, yeah. But well, and if you look at third is the Patriots and the Patriots, they need a quarterback too, probably. So it's, unless they go. Yeah. Very. Yeah, there's that because you could obviously the Cardinals are likely going to stick with Kyler Murray and they're expected to take Marvin Harrison Jr. and everything like that. But you cannot bank on that. If you're a team like the Raiders or even the Falcons, you cannot bank on one of these teams trading with you. Like you can't be like, well, we'll just take the Cardinals pick. It's like three quarterbacks could go immediately. Uh, we could see that with Caleb with uh, Drake May and with Jaden Daniels being the first three picks off the board. And then, then you're stuck. Then you're going and you're drafting Christian Ponder again or whatever it is, whatever that draft oh, is <laughs> back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what? Like that kind of thing. And I know that I was talking to our, our friend, Eric Kramer. Oh, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Shoot. I just did. Uh, but somebody was it. I don't know. We're going to have Eric Kramer on uh, in the near future. So he'll be able to, uh, to account for himself, but there are people who really like Bo Nix and I'm like, Let's be serious. Like let, like that's a I think Brandon Whedon is like probably the most comparable type of thing. 
Um, the the other old guy who played at uh, Florida State years ago that stole a Heisman Trophy, Gino Toretta, was that it? Is it Toretta? Am I thinking of the right guy? I don't know. Um, I get fast and very furious vibes from you on that. Of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that there's a, a possibility for a, a big, and again, we've seen Ryan Poles do this time and time again. Like he loves trading. He loves trading down. And even this, and I say this time and time again to people who get upset at me, it's like there are going to be quarterbacks available in 2025 that if we go into the next year and you're like, maybe Justin was, I mean, that wasn't the right thing. But I, I think that it could be very similar to what we're seeing out of Jared Goff out of Detroit. Like this was a guy who was a cast off of the LA Rams. Sean McVay decided that he wants Matt Stafford, which worked out for them, but it's also worked out well for Detroit. And I think it just goes to show you that sometimes these quarterbacks do need a little bit of nurturing. And I think it would be foolish to move away from Justin at this point. Um, what is the thing that Jared Goff has uh, in Detroit? And I, I was actually surprised as a Detroit fan to have to admit this, you know, in fr- standing in front of them, you know, like those five, you know, offensive, right. linemen. offensive linemen. That's right. Or he, they have a top two or three O line in the entire league. I mean, yeah. and that's even with Frank Bragnow being banged up. It was yeah, still, they were yeah, they had they, they, they were really injured. Enjoyed. So you know, let's just remember that sometimes it is the most valuable position in all of sports. But the quarterback needs some friends. You can't yeah. ask one guy to do everything all at once. No, it's true. And remember the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes lost his offensive line was just savagely beaten down. And like, he looked very ordinary. He looked, he looked like a Like he looked like any quarterback that you would want to get rid of. If you were an alien dropping down to earth and that was the only game that you saw Patrick Mahomes, you were like, what's so special about him? Like he was having to play hero ball all the time. So I think that if you did get an opportunity to fortify your offensive line, add another piece at the wide receiver position. And then even realize like, I understand everybody's argument and like resetting the quarterback clock, but like you can even still do that next year. Even if you've decided like, we're not super high on Justin, but we'll reset it in 20. You're going to get so many picks that you're going to get the, you're going to get the top guy in 2025. And I guarantee you, there's going to be a good NFL player, a good NFL quarterback going out there in 2025. I've, I've said it time and time again. And I know there's a, a video floating around of me, on 670 this week and i was talking about like if they the thing that i said was number one if you if you are gonna if you are are moving on from justin fields it has to be caleb williams because i think drake may is the guy like that guy will be replicated numerous times over numerous drafts um and if you did that like also get marvin harrison jr and go all in but i still hold on to my initial positioning of justin fields uh, so that's the way I want to go. I do want to ask you uh, before we'll, God, we gabbed for so long. Uh, number one, uh, two things I want to go over. Let me do this one first. So I find this very interesting. So Patrick Mahomes, I would say Patrick Mahomes against any quarterback in his prime. The only one that I'm taking over him is Tom Brady. Is there any, what what are the quarterbacks in their prime who you would take over Patrick Mahomes? I don't even know if I would take, I, I think he's the best one. And I, I even think over Tom, like I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, 
I just think Patrick Mahomes embodies a more modern type of quarterback because he can throw off platform. He can throw out of structure. For a long time, he's been the best on third and long, which is like just making miracles happen. And it feels like he has this, um, like his drive, like I saw him inspire himself. Like this Super Bowl, a lot of people were like, eh, we've seen this one before four years ago, you know? And yeah. to find that extra gear, like to really get motivated by being an underdog was like, like everyone's kind of like, what? This is weird. And then he was like, no, like he gripped in. So I just think he's so dialed in and so focused that it's, it'd be hard to, and, and not to say Brady wasn't because Brady was the master at that. But right. I just think with Patrick's physical traits and his ability, he's defined an era of quarterbacks in a way where, because Tom Brady's a pocket passer. I mean, and I'm saying that with love, but like, you know, whereas like Patrick Mahomes is like, now if you aren't a guy with multiple tools in your toolbox, toolbox like people are like, yeah, but is he going to, what happens when he has to scramble? Is he going to be, you know, who's the last like pure pocket passer that like we were really gotten like, wow, he's amazing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. No. And that's, that's very fair. I mean, like, listen, I'm, if I'm, what I'm saying is like Patrick Mahomes would be my number two. He's your number one. I don't think we were that far off. No, no. The only thing that I find interesting is when people use this argument, when they're like, Hey, you know, Patrick Mahomes has won three Super Bowls in four years at a very young age. And you're like, Hey, uh, you know who else did that? Tom Brady. Like Tom, yeah, Tom Brady did that. And but the thing that made Tom Brady Tom Brady was that he went out in 2007, led his team to an undefeated season going 16 and 0. Uh he went to two additional Super Bowls and then won three additional Super Bowls, including right. no, four additional Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh one of them with changing teams. So right. I'm I'm with like whenever they it, it just strikes me as funny when they're like, "Yeah, like Patrick Mahomes has done this amazing thing." You're like, "Yeah, so so is Tom Brady. Uh Troy Aikman did that as well." Uh Troikman's career fell off. Tom Brady's continue to ascend. I would say that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to follow the path of Tom Brady. Uh, in this instance, unless Jerry Jones fires Andy, Andy Reed this off season, I don't know, but I think that, um, it's a very, but it's, it's a fun conversation to have. And I think that, uh, but I still, I still lean Tom Brady just because like the longevity I mean, yeah. has to be. It would, have, it would have been really interesting to see, had Michael Vick's career not been interrupted, because I've never in person see anyone with those physical, like watch it, like you go back and watch it on film, you're like, he's good. You watch it in person, you're like, what did I just look at? Like, yeah. you know, that would have been an interesting, like just because he was so like, I don't know, people for he was freaking good. Like he was really good. So I don't know, it's it's an interesting one to at least. And we saw it with in, in when he was paired with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. We really got a chance to see and kind of gave us a little bit of a glimpse of what was going to be coming with Patrick Mahomes. I feel like if Michael Vick had been given that opportunity with Andy Reid throughout the course of his career without making the mistakes that he did, that yeah, we'd be having a much different conversation about that. Because I'm with you. I was uh, I was in that you're like holy. God, like this is something else. Like sometimes I'm like, are we the same species? Like, I yeah. don't are we both human? How are we both human beings? Um, <laughs> very interesting. Um, I, I actually unconfirmed that Patrick Mahomes is not a robot, you know? No, no, no. Yeah, there is uh possible. That was the one thing about uh that when they tried to reboot the series V. And it was like, hey, the aliens, the lizard people have been living amongst us. Like there was a little piece of the bone right here is where you're able to check people. Uh, nobody, I wasn't able to do that with Patrick Mahomes, but hopefully in the future. No. Um, did want to ask you before we get out of here, by the way. That's, him. What's like, up? 
Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just checking to make sure you're human. I'm sorry. Is that weird? Is that weird, Patrick? I'm sorry. I just want you to prove that you're human. Like, cut off his arm. Like, I don't know. And like, in any event, he is. uh, But yeah, Michael Vick was very much like that. And so, you know, and I think Justin Fields is kind of in a similar type of circumstance as well. By the way, I don't know if anybody saw this. Go to my Instagram page. Uh, I put out a post about what your Super Bowl jersey said about you. The photo, I took a photo of a lady who um, who was wearing a throwback Eagles jersey of Michael Vick, but it was a, it was a Mitchell and Ness, and it still had the price tag on it. And unfortunately, the photo didn't, her, the photo didn't come, yeah, the photo didn't come out. Like, I was so, like, it was, I was so devastated because I didn't look. I just took it because I was like, She's not really a, well, you could, and the whole joke was like, she obviously doesn't know who Michael Vick is. She just bought it. Cause it's, it's the pretty Kelly green and it just looks really cool. And it's number seven. And I'm like, this poor lady is going to be accosted by somebody at a Super Bowl party. Cause she's not going to know the backstory of Michael Vick. And it's like, I've, you know, and I, regardless of which side of the fence you're on in that one, but like you will, most people have a, a reason to defend like one way or the other, like, Hey, it's a cultural thing or it's whatever, you know, whatever. Um, but like this poor lady was going to walk into a Super Bowl party and she was not going to have a good time because somebody was going to let her have it. She was, let... she, had, she had no idea. She had no, no idea. idea. You have no idea what you're doing. No, idea. Oh, I, I hope she, I hope she enjoyed her Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but she's, it, okay. And she's okay. I'm sure she's okay. I hope she's okay. <laughs> Wherever she is. I hope she's happy. You know, <laughs> and uh to, to, to wrap us up today um you are no longer in the chicago real estate game nope. my recollection you're now fully divest you're divested of this the chicago bears though it, it seems like the deal at the moment with arlington heights it's not going to come to fruition and now the team is looking to once again set its sights on building a new stadium or doing whatever they're going to do back on the waterfront all things being similar, do you think it ends up being better for Chicago if they eventually have to put the stadium in the uh, in the city there? Yes, the, I don't. All of the cities that where the stadium's not kind of in the area where people go, it it just feels weird when, it, especially when it's not a Super Bowl, right? Like so, when you're when you're going to Chicago, Millennium Park's so special. Like there's just so many like walkable palatable it's such a friendly city with these fun different neighborhoods i think they can do it right obviously soldier field needs a little bit of a a, some help um you know in terms of you know it's just a building every every building needs to be revamped you know so you know i i just think that it's part of the you know nobody loves their fans like chicagoans i mean like the, the they love their teams I mean, you're a South Sider or a North Sider. Like, there are very clear, distinct baseball lines drawn. Like, I make fun of you all the time because you think Chris Chelios is a Blackhawk when, in fact, everyone knows that he's a Red Wing. But what? Long, he played for the Red Wings? Long story short, the, the uh, you know, that's a city that deserves to have the, the sports be front and center because it's just so part and parcel of the whole fabric of Chicago. So, I, I mean, not that nothing against Arlington. It's just like, you know, don't why not why not have it be right in the city like have people walk around make it still feel like that same fun 
you know, like, I, I don't know. I love it. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of it. I used to walk to games. I loved doing that. It was a long walk, but I, I used to do it. So I love it. And you can still take mass transit to get there. And like the red line drops off not too far from there. There's easy way. I always found that interesting when people are like, yeah, the part I'm like, why don't you just come in from somewhere else? And of course you could always go to game room, Chicago, uh, which is located inside the historic uh, Chicago athletic association hotel. By the way, uh, next season, when you're trying to figure out what you're going to go, where you want to go yeah. see this game, watch games, uh, Game Room Chicago, it has billiard, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop shot and so much more. Uh, Bloody Mary. Bloody, I want to Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. They have shareable signature cocktails. Uh, they got Michelin star chef uh, Mari Katsumura. They have all sorts of stuff. It is a place to be on game day. But that was what makes Chicago so great. And I'm not bummed because – the stadium in Los Angeles is not in Los Angeles and it's in a town called Inglewood. And if you ever go to a Rams or chargers game, or even if you were out here for the super bowl, they've not built it up yet. Like it's going to take a long time. I know the Clippers are putting in their arena and eventually it'll be sort of construction. Just so we're clear. That darn building already. The construction is a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's like, it'll be fine. Get off my lawn. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's in the suburbs, like it, in, like SoFi's in the suburbs, yeah. and they're like, it's convenient for us, like, I love it, because yeah. the NFL Network building's there, I got free parking, like, okay, cool, I can go ahead and do that, but it's easier, like, when you want to go to Staples or something during the day, and you can take the train up from Long Beach or whatever it is, not have to worry about parking in that way, so I think having it down in Chicago would be the ideal situation. I think looking back, when they did when they redid soldier field, I think they should have just built on top of it, like kept it, like kept that lower bowl. And then like on top of the historic colonnade or whatever that's called, put your luxury boxes up there and then build stuff on top of that. I hate to give credit to Lambeau field, but that's like Lambeau fields like that. Right. Where it's just like stuff that's just, they just built around it. A little easier to, to build things around there, you know, there's That's not much else going on. So there's nothing going on. L- little easier to find the right amount of space to work with. Just, just saying, you know. But they just, I, they just squeezed out some families up for their home. No big deal. I love, I love going to sport. Like going to Soldier Field was like as as much as the field needs some help and whatever. I have a lot of fond memories of it. You know, I obviously yeah. lived there like you know over a decade ago, so I had a lot of good memories going to games at soldier field and walking it. Like it's just such a Chicago's so special. Like I will always, always, always a huge special place in my heart, but I don't want to own that house anymore because for yeah. God's sake, being a landlord's the worst thing possible. It's terrible. I, I understand that. It's and it's cool. It's cool too. Cause like you can stay in so many different places in Chicago. If you're yeah. flying in for a game, Obviously, the Chicago, the the Athletic Association Hotel School, or stay place someplace like Upper of uh, Upper Wacker or whatever, anything like that. Like, there's so many opportunities for you. You could stay in, you could really just stay in like Roscoe Village and take the train down, and then get out right there and go. Like it's, it makes too much sense. And like the, I would have accepted the Arlington Heights thing because like for football, like it's better for tailgating. But it's like, should we have people tailgating? Because you're all drinking beers. Why not walk places? Walk back to hotels. I love tailgating around Soldier Field, though. Like I, it was so fun. Like it was super fun. You felt like it was Lollapalooza all over again. Just you know, like with more. Get off the train, though. Train and tailgate. That's what it is. Exactly. Burgers and street meat. You know. 
Oh, I love that. Well, listen, I have, uh, we've gone for quite a long. I'm so sorry. Uh, appreciate everybody. No, no, no. I know it's the off season. You're ready to unwind a little bit. I am good. Yeah, we have a combine coming up, you know? Oh, are you going to the combine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going. That's Sammy and Anella are going. I'm not going to be able to go. But uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a good we show. We got our golf hats on. We need to go golfing. Yeah. Well, listen, I every time I invite you, you're like, nope. Whoa. And uh, no, 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 it's fine. No, I can. We. <laughs> I just couldn't no. the one weekend you asked. <laughs> I know, I know. But listen, we'll get it we'll get it going soon. Uh I'm sure that we'll uh we'll uh do that at some point in the very near future, but if in in the meantime, uh you will continue draft coverage with the NFL Network. Of course, you can watch it. the combine coverage will be starting. Then we start our draft coverage. They allow you to go to the draft. The draft is going to be in Detroit and they're sending Kyle Brandt. No. They're going to probably they're going to send you, right? You get to go to the draft? I I can almost guarantee it'll be Kyle. I'm not I'm not kidding. In my hometown. Do you know what's funny? I, uh, my parting, my parting thing. I, I finally did the thing where you're like, I'm gonna ho- buy the whole bar a round of drinks, right? I did it in Detroit when I was there for the playoff game. Yeah. Do you know how much it cost me? How much? Hundred ninety-eight dollars. Really? That's not bad. <laughs> no, I thought I was expecting like eight hundred, and the woman's like, "Here's your bill," and I'm like, "What?" One ninety-eight. Did they cut you? They they cut you a hometown? No. That's just how much it costs a drink in Detroit. Because, yeah, well, because, you know, they, they, they're basically giving the beer away there. But, like, you know, people, when they heard it was a, like, that we were, I was buying the round, they got $2 beers. I'm like, I wasn't trying to poison you all. Like, I was trying to be generous. I would have done the same thing. I, I, there's nothing that drives me crazy, like going to a <laughs> wedding with an open bar and people are like, yeah, the Glenguli Blue. Like, shut up. That's not what you, I, you don't drink this. You're not getting a scotch. Like you drink Michelob Ultra, right? Get your Ultra and get back there. That's why exactly. I I would tell anybody that if you're having a wedding, uh, beer and wine, and then if they want cocktails, they can buy it. I mean, if if Jacob Ullman's going because he doesn't he doesn't drink beer, right. so he'd be like, here's Jacob can have whatever he wants. But otherwise, go do your thing. Like I was out there, uh, my friend. I don't want to say who it was because he works for another network, but he had a he was entertaining us one night and i was just like we're at an irish bar so i just ordered guinness but i didn't call i didn't ask for the bushmill back or anything like that yeah give me the jameson blue no order what you would normally order and then actually we saw him another night too and i was drinking the two dollar dos Equis. like that ah, that's fine for me that's exactly what i need I, but, uh, I thought it was very nice that the people did that though i was like it's very I was sweet like, of them i was expecting more but like i was like 198 dollars what's going on? She's like, no, there's no discount. She's like, they got a lot of $2 beers. I'm like, Very okay. cool of them. Very. What good. is it? Is it like a short period of time where that happens where you're like, yeah, that you get 10 minutes to come back and order these. Um, I just was like, everyone who's in here right now, who's of age around. And then we had a couple segments and which is probably why people were so loud. And then when we were done with our segments, I came back and Hey, I don't know. It was, it was easy. very cool. Easy. You couldn't, you couldn't have done that in Las Vegas. Actually, that was like a round of Guinness at O'Shea's. Yeah. No, like, Vegas geez. was so expensive, man. But you, but you know. gotta, you gotta know where you're going though. Like if you went off strip, if you went to like Ellis Island or something like that, or even downtown, you would have been fine. But in any event, um, want to thank you so much for being here. This was a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, thanks for a little bit of a reminiscence of the Super Bowl, talking a little bit about Justin and Caleb. I know that we'll have, 
We'll have more news as it comes on. Uh, we might have to hit you up again before the draft. I'm sure because last year the trade for DJ Moore was made in March. So we're probably looking at that timeline. And if the Bears are going to be doing multiple trade downs, uh, I would anticipate that coming around in March. We might hit you up once again. Maybe Thank we'll you. talk to you after the combine. But uh, really appreciate you being here. Uh, great seeing you. We'll we'll tee it up soon. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Love you, Rank. You're the best. Truly. All right. All right. Love you. Uh, thank you for everything. There she goes. The great Cynthia Freeland. And that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks for everybody for joining us and everybody who's joining us here during the Super Bowl week. And that's all we got. Bear down. And Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.